Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Creator Clubhouse. I am Prince, your host, along with DJ and Vieira. And today we are going to be speaking about what it means to be an influencer and really what it means to be influential. Let's hop into it. First and foremost, let's start off with what is the what does influence mean to you? Yeah, I think it's when you say something, people listen or that you are on the cutting edge. And when you do something, people pay attention or like you wear something and you see other people start to wear it or like on those lines, like you're on the cutting edge of things and people watch you to see what's new and what's, what's coming out. Mm. And I, I also think that it kind of, you can have more influence in certain areas of your life. Like there's someone that I know that it, it take he takes health and fitness really seriously. So when he talks about certain things like that holds a lot more weight to me than if some rando off the street Right. So like if you have more knowledge in a certain area or maybe you've gone through something for myself, I think being influential or being an influencer is having a unique perspective of a given topic that people redeem as valuable information. I think that's what being influential is. I think if you do not bring a unique perspective to a topic, you're not an influencer. You're not influential. You're just an echo. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that, just copy they read a book or they 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 see something and they're just repeating and that's great but that's not you're you're not bringing anything original yeah uh to the table and so i think the most influential people are people that have a really unique perspective and it's normally in a in a to have a unique perspective on something it's normally like in a field that you know you've spent a lot of time in uh and 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 a lot of time learning and working in and growing because with deep understanding comes a really unique way of 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 looking at things yeah no i agree i was showing you guys this this week but that uh instagram account that was insta repeat and it's literally like these mashup grids of all of the same photo taken at the same place it's like the same tent with the same star and the same fire, like all very similar things that people have just copied and repeated. And it, to me, it goes to show like the Instagram, like influencer. It's like going to a place where a million people have gone before going and getting the same shot, like wearing the same color coat. Like that was a thing, like following those kind of trends. That's just like what people do. But I feel like the people that actually create those trends are the ones who are influential or the people who did that first. But then it's like they're not worried about they're not continuing to do that. They're going off and doing something new. And I think and and we've traveled or I've traveled before with people who like want to get those kind of shots. And I just have like absolutely no interest in that at all. I'd rather like experience the outdoors or like shoot something else or whatever. But it's like there's people who are like, I need to go to Moab to get this shot of the stars with this rock because they saw it on Instagram and there's like no originality in that. I don't even understand the purpose of doing that, bro. It's the, it's the, it's the banger bucket list. Yeah. And you got to cross those off the banger bucket. But list. why? 
Why because, do people want to do that? Because they want to. <laughs> um, I, I have no problem. I mean, I, I could care less yeah. if people are all taking the same photo. Um, but don't be surprised when you're not getting jobs and your stuff isn't seen as unique and you're not building like an audience just because your work is good. Good is not good enough. Like it's not, it's not okay. It's not good enough to just be good. You have to be, uh, you have to be at least like good as the minimum. You have to be at least good. Uh, but you have to pair it with different. So you have to be good and different. Ideally you're great and different or amazing and different. Yeah. Uh, What's your special sauce? You know? Yeah, exactly. I, I think to be influential, like you were saying, you have to have a point of view. And I think a lot of people, a lot of photographers, a lot of creators, they spend time learning their craft. They spend time being technical, but they don't spend as much time like refining their point of view or what they have to say, like their message. Right. And so it, it, if you're just doing the photos and you don't have a point of view, you don't have a reason you don't have like more to it than just a photo. I think it's hard to be influential or it's hard to for that stuff to really resonate with people because there's not there's you don't have something to say. It's like writing a song just to write a song, but there's no there's no meat in it. And I think a lot of people just do that because they're like, oh, I want to be an artist. I want to be this. I want to be that. And that kind of goes into that conversation of like art versus content and like what's the difference. But if you don't have a point of view. I don't think people will listen to you long-term. And I think a lot of people got lucky, especially with Instagram, like early on where they just got lucky with the algorithm blew up, but now they don't really have a lot of things. I see a lot of influencers like that, where they're like promoting brands or doing things and they don't have like a consistent way they do things. And usually they're just like kind of like pimping out products and it doesn't, like it doesn't mean that much. Like to me that, that whole like interaction is kind of, if, if you don't actually care about the product, if you don't actually use the product, like, I don't know what the point of doing that is. Right. And I think that's, I think that's like the difference between trendy and longevity. Yeah. Uh, I think the way that the modern influencer and that whole, the, the way that whole game is working right now, it's, it's been running its course. And I think it's, it's definitely like from the adoption curve standpoint, it's definitely like three quarters down, you know, around the curve and, and definitely about to be on the downside, I think soon. Yep. Um, but people that, have a unique perspective and offer value through unique perspective like that has longevity that's not trendy like that's that's something that can last decades you know you see it with guys like lewis house and and certain like personalities that throughout time have just been around for a decade or two decades and they're still sharing unique perspectives on things and then inspiring people Mm -hmm. elevating people's lives through their content or whatever it may be and i think that's what uh creates a long-term influencer the name i don't even know why like influencer like that term became so hot like before that it was just like like personalities right you were just like a vlogger or a blogger or online personality or a motivational speaker or like a coach or yeah whatever it may be and influencer is just such a broad term in itself I think right now the way that like branding or like marketing people look at influencer, it's like literally anyone with an audience, but I think they should look at it as people who have influence because if you're going to do a campaign with them, like if they, if they share something and nobody actually buys the product, 
Like, it doesn't matter if they have audience or not because no one's really listening to what they have to say. Or maybe they just follow them because they have nice pictures or it's like someone's butt or something like that, you know? So it's like, it, it really, it should be about influence, but I don't think it is. I think it, it is about numbers, but I think people are starting to realize that numbers aren't really everything. I think smart brands understand that, understand that working with real influencers have an exponential compound effect. Cause when you're working with a fake influencer, it's like, great, you got a million impressions. But when you're working with a, like a person that has real influence, um, they just spoke directly to say 10,000 people and these, and you know, or let's just say a hundred thousand people and 10,000 people take action or, or 10,000 people are sharing this with other people. And when you have real influence, like real influences, you know, we come in and we talk about certain pieces of content or certain individuals or certain books and things like that. And things that we hear that are valuable. We, we talk, we speak about it amongst our peers and that's the value of, of, of real, influence. I think when brands or, or people, when you're working with those types of individuals, your stuff can spread exponentially, uh, in a much higher value way. I'd rather reach 10,000 people than reach a million people with, uh, with no influence. Yeah. It, the other thing too, on influencers is like, when you have something to say, like you're not always talking all the time. And I think this is like a real problem with, with, people on Instagram or like it, the, the, the common like influencer look, it's like, they're always saying something, but like there's people in my life who they don't recommend a lot of things, but when they recommend a book, I'm like, okay, I need to read that book because that person said it, <laughs> but they like, aren't recommending me a book every week. Yeah. It's like, they're really taking it in and they're putting it into play in their own life. And then when they recommend it, I'm like, got it. I need to read that. And they can like, they have something to say about it. I think some of the best influencers, you know, are more strategic with when they decide to, <laughs> to exert influence. Yeah. You well, know? And there's people who are so specific about what they'll actually do. Like, I feel like David Dobrik's one of those where he's so conscious about what he's posting. Like during, during like quarantine time, he like didn't post any videos because he's like, I don't like the energy of people with masks and this like whole thing. And he's like, I just don't want to. He's so specific, even though his content looks like it's just thrown together and it's just vlogs. He's like so specific about someone's reaction. And like when he's like giving a car or like doing, you know, something that he's doing, he like really pays attention to that. And people are like, he obsesses over these like tiny details over and over and over again. And he like won't do anything for a while if he's not feeling like it's right. But when he does, it like hits and it resonates with millions and millions of people. And it's he, he knows in his head, like what he wants to do. And he's like, I'm just not going to do it if it's not right. And I, I, Casey Neistat's another person that that's like that, where he's like, he got money. He got like an influencer campaign. I think it was from Nike. And he was like, I have this crazy idea. I'm just going to do it. And then we'll, we'll figure it out later. And he literally spent all the money for him and his friend to go. It was for like a Nike watch. They go on a, they go on like a world tour, go to like five or six countries, blow all the budget. And it's just them kind of like goofing off with the, with the watch. But he's like, I wanted, and then I think he donated the rest of the money, but he's like, I wanted to do so, but th because he's like, not just doing what he's told and he has a point of view, people really resonate with it and, and it, it makes an impact. It's different. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of ways to lose 
influence? What are some common things that you guys see uh, influencers doing to where you're like, wow, like that's Shit. not that's not working, or you're def or I'm unfollowing you, or like you're you're kind of losing it. Um. Well, I'm kind of taking this as, because you can look at it in two different ways, you know, like just Instagram influencers, but also like people who are influenced in your own, like just personal life. Yeah. Because some of the most influential people in my life are either not on Instagram or they have like 200 followers, but both of it, I think it all acts in the same because you can be very influential without any numbers, without even having an Instagram account, but I think where I start to lose is kind of how you were talking about when people say too much or recommend too much Mm -hmm. or on this like kind of self-righteous, like I know how the world works the best and you should listen to me. And people do that in their personal lives, even if they're not, you know, Mm -hmm. on Instagram. And so when they just talk so much and there's not a lot to show for it, it's hard to, to listen to that. But like, again, like if it's someone who you align with and you almost you're um what's the word like you're just attracted to that type of personality whether wherever they are it's like what they say holds weight because a lot of times they're not just spitting stuff out but like for instance I have some friends that have done the multi-level marketing thing and there have been some that I'm like oh like if they believe in this, like maybe it's not so bad. Like I kind of trust that skincare or whatever, but then there's other people who it's like, they sell everything under the sun. I don't know. It's just interesting. Cause I feel like the more you push, 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 the less I'm going to listen. Right. But when it's just like genuine from the heart, I'm all ears. You were talking about when it's genuine and authentic, but when people actually, live that life. Like there's a difference between talking about like being a healthy person and then you're, and then you see them and it's like, dude, you like don't get enough sleep. Your eyes are always heavy. You look like shit all the time. Uh, you know, you are overweight. You don't seem that healthy, but yet you're always talking about being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur and hustling and, and, and health and, and, and balance and, and, and habits and all these various things. And I think there's a lot of people like that. And what happens is it's a confusing, it's a conflicting message. Yeah. It doesn't, the picture doesn't add up with the story. It's like watching a movie and it's like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I think the most influential people from my experience are people that are about that life. It's like you, you are the walking embodiment of whatever the thing is that you're communicating. It's like, yeah, like that's health. That's what health looks like. I mean, I'm going to listen to this guy. He's, he's glowing. And like David, what's his name? David Doberman. (laughs) David Dobrik. (laughs) David, this David Dobrik guy. uh, It sounds like he's authentic and strategic, but I think there's, I think there's two types of influencers too. There's like, from a business standpoint, you can make influence a very strategic, well thought out thing. And I think that's fine. Um, I think that type of influence serves a specific purpose, but then you have people that I think are just really authentic that have influence just because they're really, they're just really real. And I think people relate to that and people trust, they trust them, um, more than, than some of the other people. Yeah. I think Audrey storms like a really good example of that. She's a really, authentic, just down to earth person. And I think when she talks about a bar of soap or, uh, 
a skincare or shampoo or whatever headphones or whatever it may be. Her audience is opening open to listening because she's just such a real authentic person. She's not trying to shove anything down anyone's throat, which she doesn't do any deals for stuff that she doesn't actually use. Right. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I was, when I used to work at that sunglass company, I started to reach out. This is before influencers were like a big thing. And I was talking to this girl, she was based in Hawaii and she was just awesome. She like lived and breathed like this lifestyle, like amazing to the court, like fell in line with our brand morals. Basically she didn't have a huge following, but I was like, Oh, we'd love to send you some product. Cause she already was using our product. And so we wanted to send her a gift. Right. And over time she's blown up and we were able to like go on trips with her and she's amazing. But it's been really cool to watch her. Like nothing has changed from when she was just her normal self from a small little island to now she's traveling the globe, has crazy influence, is in this like friend group of all these influencers. But she has remained to her core herself and she's still remained like passionate about the same things of eating healthy, meditating. And so all the contracts that she signs, like everything falls in line with those morals and she doesn't it's not like every day she's posting some ad it's not some programmed thing it's like when she says something people listen and that's true influence and I love that she wasn't out trying to become an influencer and I think that's where a lot of people fall short nowadays is they see someone like her or some guy that's a videographer and his videos are like and they're like I'm just going to create content exactly like that so that I can be him one day and it's like do I mean if if that's what you want to do to your core make you know those fun videos whatever or if you I don't know I think that people lose sight of who they are at their core because they're looking so much at all these other influencers because that's what they want to be like my sweet nephew at one point it's not my blood nephew i just don't want to name names you're like what do you want to be when you grow up i want to be a youtuber and it's like oh like but i get it when it's like they genuinely want to entertain people it just sucks that there's certain things attached to it you know like i want fame i want you know i want to be looked at in this certain way. And it's, so to me, it just gets sad that people kind of lose their, their sauce. I think for the unbalanced individual who doesn't have a strong why they can, they can seek those certain things. And maybe it is to get famous and like, then cool. Like if that's your why, then like all for it, at least like, you know what you want. But I think there's a lot of people that might want to be YouTubers to be of service. That's, I think one of the coolest things about social media is or one of the strong benefits. I don't think there's many, but I think this is one of them is that, uh, people that are of service, like it's a great way to reach a large audience, um, or to, or, or to affect a a small people, a small amount of people in a big way. And I think that's, uh, that's really awesome. And then when you, you kind of brought up, I'm assuming you're talking about Sam Colder with the transition videos, uh, Sam Colder influenced, a generation of content creators, but then they got influenced and then started, and then they copied his style and then they try to influence with his style and it doesn't work. You can't, you can't take someone else's, you can't take someone else's swagger and then try to influence other people. It's like, it's not, 
It's not real. It's not organic. When someone's trying to be something they're not, you kind of just know, or they're wearing, someone shows up wearing something and it's like, whoa, they're trying really hard. Like it, like it just doesn't work, but someone else wears the same outfit and it works because it, it, it fits them. And so Right. And I want to be clear. I'm not hating on that. No, I'm not hating on that. I'm just saying you can tell the difference when someone's doing it for them. Like, that's the nice thing about just you can see authenticity. You can see when someone takes a photo and slaps a preset on it. You can see when someone else takes the exact same photo and, you know, they made sure the lighting was right. Like, they actually had a vision behind it. You can just tell. And same with, like, video work. So I'm not saying that that type of stuff is, like, fake or anything. It's just just an interesting world out there. I think if you want to be more influential, like, quit bullshitting yourself. Yeah. Like, be real. Be you. What do you stand for? What do you have to offer people? What makes you unique? What what perspective do you bring? What do you what are you interested in? What do you what do you what can you talk about? How can you how can you help? I think real influencers help people. Yeah. You know, whether that's making them laugh, making them cry, helping them get healthy, helping them lose weight, helping them make more money, whatever it may be, there's a million different ways, but being an influencer is affecting a group of people in some special way that's authentic and original to you. Yeah. I I compare like influence to style. So it's like there's people who are like style icons. Everyone's watching them to see what they're going to do. There's just like random like Kanye is like one of those designers. I feel right. like uh um Virgil Abloh is one of those people like Jerry Lorenzo, Lady Gaga, there's lots of <laughs> <laughs> but they do stuff that's different but they're like also paying attention to there there are trends and it's okay to follow a trend like you you kind of almost have to especially in style you can be original but there's this quote uh it's called trendy is the last stage before tacky and like at a certain point the trend falls off and some people don't know when to quit there's still people (laughs) there's still people posting gauchos actually gauchos are back huh yeah but but there's still people (laughs) posting these photos that were trends like back in the day and that have lost their they've lost their sparkle because so many people have done it and like you got to know when to stop and you got to you got to keep your eye on what's popular and and I look at it like you're finding your it's okay to like see somebody and want to do what they do that's totally okay but you should have your own unique perspective and outlook and even like idea of who you want to be like what you were saying about um that girl it's like she knew who she wanted to be and stayed that way, even with a, a small amount of fame or like brand deals or whatever. And I see people like get what they, they, they get a brand deal, they get money, they get these things. And then it literally changes them like that. And they seemed authentic, like in the beginning, but as soon as a little bit of fame comes their way, they're like, Oh, this is me. Check me out. And it's yeah. like, becomes the, the them show. But it's like, if you're really a good person and you get those things like it's a it's a magnifier of who you really are Mm. and i think it's really important to like be very intentional about who you want to be early on before you get any of that stuff because then it'll just be magnified i love that i think that well that goes back like who who you know who do you want to be that goes back to like your why what do you do uh, How are you leveling up? Yeah, why and why does it matter? <laughs> so I think starting with that, who, what, why is always a great place to to be. But you 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 were talking about writing trends, 
and or following trends. And I think trends are so important. I was talking about this in my brand strategy workshop and we were talking about riding trends like waves. And the thing is you ride trend to trend. Most people, like people that aren't in the know or aren't have enough awareness, they ride trends into the ground. (laughs) But ideally you surf, you you go from trend and then you catch the next trend before that trend falls off. You want like the goal is to ride a trend to the top, catch the the best part of the wave and then hop onto the next trend, (laughs) which is, you know, and, and keep surfing trends. Um, and, and there's companies and, 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 and personalities and people that do this really well. And there's people that, that don't really well, but writing trends allows you to amplify what you're doing. And, and, and so you have to be able to ride trends, which is how you kind of plug into culture. But then it's like put, putting your own sauce putting your own ingredients on it. It's like following a recipe. Yeah. How and that's to like be making... popular? One of one. Ride the trend. Ride the trend. Put your sauce on it. Don't be a I jerk. I get like such a rebellious, like, I'm like, mm, but what if I don't want to ride the trend? But it's like, it's like cooking. It's like cooking a meal. Like you can, you can, like I look at recipes uh, and this is just my nature. I look at a recipe and I go like, cool. I have like the general emphasis of the recipe, but I'm going to go make this thing mine now. Yeah. Being an artist, that's how you become known for things. Like you, 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 you wear chucks, you customize them, you put your own flair and all of a sudden it starts to kick on and you become known as like the person with the dope custom chucks. And then you brand that as something. And then all of a sudden a year from now, it, it's, it has its own thing. Yeah. And all you did is put your own flair on something that already existed. And I think that's, that is a great recipe for becoming more influential is, is, is putting your edge, putting you, yeah. your personality, painting yourself onto whatever it is like yeah. you're doing. Well, well, it's like, like the cooking example, I think that you use is the perfect one. It's like two people can make the same meal with the same ingredients, but they can taste different. And I think that that's the, that's the key. It's like people have, their own upbringing, their own life experiences, all of that stuff. And they put that into their work or what they do, whatever their business. And that's what makes life interesting. That's what makes food interesting. That's what makes art interesting. It's like people who all have the same tools and it's like they're different perspectives. I used to do uh, like portfolio reviews for um, like this graphic design thing. And it was so interesting. I would go into like these college classes and everyone would get the same assignment. And one of them, this is just like a random one, but it was like branding a honey company. And so they had to make like these three pieces of collateral. But it was so interesting because they all got the same assignment. Every single person in the class had the same assignment. But I got everything from somebody who was doing the absolute least to like somebody who got a full on jar and like wrapped a sticker on it and you could like see it, smell it. And like the mission state, like there was somebody who was like living the brand and they were like, this is a real brand and I'm going to treat it like it is. And then there was somebody who like literally slapped their logo on a peanut butter jar. And I was like, you know, this is a peanut butter jar, right? And she's (laughs) like, oh yeah, I couldn't find a honey jar. Like, but it's so interesting to see everyone's different interpretations of the assignment. And I feel like that's what, what trends... And all this stuff is, it's like people interpreting them, but the difference with a lot of people, I feel like people are so afraid to be themselves that they only copy and they don't do anything original. And that's where the problem is. That's where people become inauthentic, not real. It's they're just regurgitating things that they've heard. 
I I can hear, I can read things because I'm always reading stuff. I can read a book and be like, I know exactly what books this author read because he's mm-hmm. literally just repeating what he said or what he what he read. And there's not a lot of original thought in here. Same thing with clothes. I can be like, I know who you're watching. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know what you're reading. And, and the difference is when people can take it and put their own spin on it. I think it takes like an amount of comfortability with yourself and who you are and like where you came from and all of that stuff. And that's actually, it becomes a beautiful thing when you like, even, even down to like embracing your culture, like a lot of people, I feel like second generation people, people whose like grandparents were immigrants, their parents didn't want them to, I know this is like this in my family. Like my dad didn't want me to have Mexican culture because he was like, like we didn't really speak Spanish at home. Our house was like not very, like if you were thinking like culturally Mexican, it wasn't that way, but it was because the way he was treated for being an immigrant. So he was like, I don't want my kid to be treated that way. And so he was like afraid to be who he was because of the way that people perceived it. But I think that that is what makes America cool. That's what makes like our art cool. Like infusing who you are into what you do. That's what makes it interesting. But people are so afraid because they're like, oh, people are going to judge me or it's, it's going to be taken this way or they're just not comfortable enough with themselves to be like, this is who I am. You can take it or leave it. That like attitude is what I think makes people interesting. Somebody who is not, who doesn't, when you go into a business meeting and you don't need the deal, you're like, yeah, I, like this is cool, but like, it's not going to change things for me. Like it just, when you don't need it, that's when people are like, oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait, let's talk, let's talk. Or like date dating is the same way. It's like right. when you're confident, people recognize that. When you're you, you're powerful. Exactly. Like when you're yourself, and I think, like you're saying, fear keeps fear keeps people from actually becoming themselves, and it's such a simple thing. I think we've talked about this maybe on another episode, or maybe I've just spoken with some friends about it. But it's like the easiest way to stand out is to be yourself, and, and fear is really what keeps, especially for artists, you know, specifically. I think artists, like the archetype of the artist, has a lot of fear. Um, you know, like the starving artists, like there's a lot of people that think they're just always going to be broke because they're an artist and that's nonsense. That's just, that's just, that's the story that you tell yourself. Uh, and the reality is you, the reason you have a lot of anxiety and pain and artists have a lot of troubles because, because they fear guides them and they're not willing to just go out and do what they want to do. Uh, it's a high risk, high reward. You know, oftentimes if you just go out, like I, I never had that fear. I went out and I just did my thing and it was hard and I, and it took a long time and I struggled, but I always stayed true to me and I always was fearless and I kept going, 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 going. And then it hit, you know, and I think that that's the story I think for a lot of artists, but so many artists never get there because they're, they're afraid to be themselves. Well, their Uh, first, their first rejection, they change things up. Right. And that's the thing. It's like you, you have a vision in your head of who you want to be and you're like, you know, get all ready and you walk out the door and you're like, this is who I'm going to be today. And then the first person that's like, yeah, you're not cool. You're like, I'm going to go change myself. (laughs) And like, I think it's this process of people continually doing that. Like one negative comment one thing it can totally put people into a tailspin Mm. if you're comfortable with yourself you're like okay cool like how do i approach that how do i take that you don't got to change anything like you you don't just be yourself and eventually people will will catch on to that so maybe like a practical thing that someone could do like if, if if someone's really trying to be unique or in, in trying to exercise more influence through uniqueness is, is maybe looking at 
you know, not only writing the trends, but looking at things from a foundational standpoint, being like, what, what foundationally makes this person's video so amazing or what foundationally makes their photography so amazing. And then, uh, painting their own or putting their own style on. It's like a house. You could have the same exact foundation architecturally of a house. We have the same floor plan, but all the homes are different because it's like you guys get to do everything else. You get to paint the walls, pick the shingles, pick the exterior materials, the landscaping, all these various things. And I think that's a great way to to look at it is like what foundationally makes this person's work great and take away because that's where the sauce is for, the, you know, take away the foundational aspect mm-hmm. and then make it yours by putting your own personality, your own flair, your own creativity, let your and I think that's the fun part. If you're not yeah. doing that, like, yeah, just own like, it. that's not like, that's the funnest thing in the world. And if you're not owning that, then like, you're probably really not enjoying what you're doing either. Yeah. yeah. I spent like multiple <clears throat> times trying to make my videos more enticing and more engaging, like doing all those wish, whap, whoa mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> like I'm talking about me, like from the past. And then it was so uncomfortable and just didn't feel right. So then I just stopped doing it and just... I'm owning it. I'm way more of like capturing the natural thing happening and slow movements, emotional songs. Like that's just who I am when it comes down to it. And you just have to own it. And then it feels more, you feel more confident in that. Yeah. You're not being inauthentic to your, like it's actually you. It's the same thing like with, with music to learn how to play music. You're probably going to have to play other people's songs. But like, if all you ever do is play other people's songs, then if you want to be a musician, you'll probably never get famous as like a cover artist. I can think like cover bands do not change the world. There's only like <laughs> a couple of people who do covers that I do, who, who strictly do covers that I can even think of right now. But like original artists, like that's what happens is you take your influences, you put it into this like sh- cocktail shaker. That's you, you mix in your own flavor and so you, you are going to have to repeat other people's stuff. But at some point you have to like cut the umbilical cord from that and be like, I'm going to go out on my own and I'm going to be myself. And it is scary, but it's like, if you'd never do that, then you're going to stay comfortable in your little box of using the same presets as other people, shooting the same photos, creating Mm -hmm. the same videos with the same transition. It never, it never gets better because you're just, you're literally just copying. You're taking what you see and copying it. But when you can mix influences and we've talked about that before, like, we were hanging out with this hip hop guy one time and we're like riding in the car and he's playing like black metal and he's playing folk and he's playing all of this stuff that's not hip hop at all. And and those are his influences so that he can create original music because if he just listens to hip hop, he's just going to repeat what he's heard mm-hmm. and it's going to be the same story that you've heard a million times. It's not original. Well, that's how I love that. I mean, that's how you bring perspective, yeah. like a fresh perspective to things, right? If you want to... Uh, enter it, you know, photography, bring in, bring in elements from, you know, from film, bring in elements from interior design, bring in elements from architecture, bring in elements from all these, you know, you got to study and, and, and engage with a vast amount of things. I think the more intrigued you are, the more, like, I think curious people are always like curious people seem to always make rad things because they're just so, they have such a wide array of things that they engage with on a yeah. daily basis. Yeah. Um, that they have a lot more inspiration and various things to pull from that they can, uh, they have more ingredients. It's like almost like your cabinets to take it back to cooking. It's like having a very stacked pantry. It's like, yo, I have every single herb you could think of. I have every single spice. And because you have all this, like you're 
possibilities of what you can create as far as a meal goes is kind of endless. It's like, hey, you can pretty much make anything mm-hmm. here. Yeah. But if you only have salt and pepper, if you only have two ingredients, then like you're going to have pretty bland, pretty bland meals. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I tweeted this week was uh, <laughs> was like being a great photographer is not about being technical. It's about being a student of the world. And it's literally I, I, I see this in every like creative area, whether it's cooking or whether it's music or whether it's anything. The people that are really good and interesting, they are living. They're out living life and they're not just like there's kids in their rooms who all they do is like watch music and that's all they care about. But like the people that are actual musicians, they're out in the world living life and that's where they get ideas. People that are painters. It's like, you don't always have the idea when you're just sitting down trying to bang out an idea. It's like when you're on a walk, when you're in nature, when you're eating food, that's where the inspiration strikes. I feel like for a lot of people. And so it seems counterintuitive to do things that aren't just the thing, but I think it gives you point of view. It gives you voice. It gives you perspective and it's inspiring mm-hmm. and you have more fun facts <laughs> yeah big facts uh so vier stepped out we're gonna dj and i are gonna finish this podcast off um vier's got more important things to do than hang out with us so <laughs> 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 to get back to to influencing specifically letting fear go is the biggest thing it's like you like Artists care so much about what people say. Like, who the hell cares what someone has to say about your art? Like, quit asking people for their opinions because their opinions are are, are holding you back. Their opinions on on what you're making is, is is not allowing you to to move forward because you're taking their opinions and you're letting them crush you. Yeah. Well, it's literally like people's opinions put you in a box. It's like somebody might have this, or it's like a as you're getting fenced in. Um, it's like somebody has this opinion on this side, 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 and then you're stuck and you can't you can't leave. If all you're doing is paying attention to what other people say, you're stuck there. You you can't get out. And I think that that's where you see the people that actually do things different. They like run off in another direction for a while, and it might get a little weird. It might get a little crazy, but they they figure out how to make it work and they figure out how to be themselves. Absolutely, and I think a lot of people's opinions are like you know, we're looking like people ask me for a business advice or something. And the best thing I can do is ask like to really is to get them thinking and to ask questions. Cause the reality is like, I don't, I'm not you. So I can't really give you, there's not like, there's some basic fundamental advice, but outside of these fundamental things that kind of go along with a lot of these different subjects, everything is by use case basis. And because, you know, the reason I got to where I'm at today is because I didn't listen to a lot of people. Because they just didn't like they meant the best, but they were like they were putting their own experiences and their own they were putting themselves they're involving themselves in the uh, the feedback. Yeah, if that makes sense. And so like you have to get to give someone really good feedback and to really help someone. You have to pull yourself out of the equation. Right. Um, and just because something didn't, you know, a lot of times people are scarred. So because something didn't work for them they're going to tell you don't and don't do this yeah. because that doesn't work. And yeah. it's like, well, not, I mean, that's not true. It didn't work for you, but yeah. it, doesn't mean it doesn't work. Yeah. Be you like you have to, and that goes back to that confidence. You have to have that true North. It's like, we're all on a journey and our journeys are all different. Yeah. And we all have to understand that, Hey, sometimes you run into people and you're on the same path and it might be for 20 miles, but then all of a sudden you get to a Y and he's like, well, 
I'm going that way. And you're like, Oh, well I'm supposed to go this way. And it's, and it's okay. And, and so people come, come in and out, uh, of our, of our existence. But at the end of the day, like we're all on our own path and you have to, you have to know what that is. You have to stay true to yourself. And if you stay true to yourself, then you're, then you're magnetic to be influential. You have to be magnetic to be magnetic. You have to be yourself and the highest version of yourself. And then people want to attach to that. People want to be around that. People want to witness what you're doing. People want to experience what you're doing. It's fun. It's exciting. It's unique. It's different. It's you. It's refreshing. Yeah. And I think something that is very powerful is when you see that in other people, to call that out in them because I feel like not enough people do that. I think, I think especially younger people like letting them know their yeah, stuff's original letting them know, like or just, yeah, yeah. Like letting them know when somebody creates something for sure, like letting someone know like, wow, this is, this is interesting. And here's why, like give a compliment, but like make it mean something. Right. But also I feel like our generation specifically, I think younger, like Gen Gen Z kids are really good at complimenting each other. They just gas each other up like crazy. But like, I think our generation is pretty bad at that. But I think you should call that out in other people because they might be doing something that's really cool, really original, really different, or just there's something about them that's magnetic or whatever, but no one ever tells them that. And so they don't feel it. I think everything you do, bro, is pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. Seriously. Yeah. Like pretty much everything you do, I'm like, that's dope. That's cool. His outfit's cool. That's cool. His car's cool. He's cool. What he just said is cool. The way he walks, cool. Um, seriously. Yeah. Okay. I mean that. I, I have I have friends like that, and you're one of them. Donish is another buddy like that, to where I'm like, Donish can pretty much wear anything. Yeah. And it's just like, that's cool. Yeah. Like that. He's got a. Yeah. It, it works because it's he is so himself and he's so confident and he's so when you're common, like you can feel people's energy. If, yep. you, if you can feel when someone's uneasy in an outfit or on, it's like you're uh, you're in a costume. It's like, yeah. yo, you're not, you know, you can tell when someone doesn't feel comfortable in their skin, but yep. when you feel comfortable in your skin, you can do whatever. Th- yeah. You yeah. can just kind of do what you yeah. do and it just, it works. <laughs> I, I think that when you call it out and people, it activates like, like it may have already been there. But like that confidence level of like, oh, I can be myself is really important because it, it when you call it out, it, it creates more of that because you're mm-hmm. like, oh, like you're cool. And I'm like, now I'm like, OK, cool. I can go out and be cool now. And like, I feel better about it. But I think that we just as like culture need to get better at instead of calling out the negative in people, like seeing what's good and gassing people up on what's good. Like, I feel like my, my parents gas me up like crazy and sometimes I wish they didn't, but like, they are just like, Oh, you're amazing. Like you can be anything you want to be like over and over and over again. And then you start to feel it and then you can just embody it. And I think that if we can be those people for the, like, there's people who are so doubtful of who they are that they like, don't know who to be. They're not comfortable in their own skin. But that's the circle. Yeah. There's when you're in the wrong circle, you feel uncomfortable. Like when you're in the right circle, like bro, like the way that I just gassed you up, that's how my boys, like we gas each other up all the time. Yeah. And it's not, and and, and it's a term, like the term isn't like, in like, Oh, we're just trying to make each other feel good. Like we mean that. And we all just ride. We're all unique. We don't compete. There is no ego. There is no, who's the macho. Who's this? Because we're all different. Yeah. We're not trying to be the same. So we're all in our own lane. So it doesn't, you know what I mean? It, 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 every single person is unique. So therefore like there is no weird, uh, competition but when you're not around those types of people you're competing amongst friends people are, are you know people are tearing each other down they're making fun of people 
I'll run into someone and I'm wearing the same chucks or we're wearing similar things and it's like, oh, dope. Versus like some people would respond like, why are you always like, why do you always try to dress like me? Yeah. I, so I think if we were going to encapsulate like the ideas of like how to be authentic and maybe like a person of influence, I feel like being yourself yep. is like a huge step one. Yeah. Step Ma- one. Major key. Yeah. Major key one. Yeah. Be yourself. I think being authentic and true to like that, that this goes into being yourself, but being authentic and true to who you are, like being embracing your weirdness, embracing embracing what makes you unique. Your weirdness is what, what is what other people perceive as cool. Yeah. Okay. Number two would be have a point of view, have something to say, have perspective. And that comes from unique. Yeah. Being out in the world, experiencing life, not being afraid to experience things have something to say what's what's another one um and specialized you know when i say unique perspective i mean like have your own theories on things have you know if people are shooting cameras and doing these things with photography like maybe you have a unique way of 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 capturing an image maybe you move your hand you know at this angle for five seconds and it and does this cool angular blur Mm -hmm. to a long exposure whatever it may be um, but that's like specialized stuff, not stuff that you can go Google. And it's like, there's, there's 10,000 websites that have the answer to that. Yeah. Um, the other ones I think I would say would be to, to be influential. You have to, you have to stand for something. You have to, you have to have integrity. You have to stand for what you stand for and, yeah. and not stand for and, and not compromise that for other things. Otherwise it's hard to, it's hard for people to, look up to someone and, and have, have faith in someone and trust in someone that is kind of floundering with their integrity. Yeah. I think telling a good story or communicating, learning how to communicate your ideas, mm-hmm. whether that's art, whether that's photography, whether that's writing, I think communication is so important because if you can't clearly communicate what's in your head, then no one's going to understand you. And so when you can learn to like tell a great story through a photo when you can say something, when you can take a photo and say something with it, I think that's a level that a lot of photographers haven't reached yet where you can like be like, here's what I want to say. Here's what's in my head. I want people to feel the emotion of this person or to understand that this person feels really small because there's this giant city behind them or whatever. But when you can actually tell a story through what you create, you're on a different level. I feel like than a lot of people and that pushes you into that influential space. Being of service, if you want to yep. be a that. great influencer, be of service. That's what influence is about, is about, you know, being of service to people, whether that's helping people laugh, cry, educate, whatever it may be. But if you can focus on people and, and don't focus on numbers, focus on a small amount, focus on helping a small amount of people first and really impacting them. And, and if you're new to this, the easiest way to do this is to help help five people and talk to those five people and then you'll get feedback from those five people and then you'll hear what those five people are struggling with or what makes them laugh or what makes them cry and you'll start to get insight and then you'll be able to use that insight to create more valuable content that's more helpful that helps people cry more makes them laugh more or helps educate them more mm-hmm. uh, and then you grow outside of that and then you start to understand your audience you then you then you now have your tribe and you understand this is my tribe that I have influence within I am this person I help this tribe do X, Y, Z, and therefore I have influence because I offer value to these people. Yeah, that's good. And then 
last one, unless you have another one, I feel like would be be empathetic, like seek to understand, seek to help people feel seen and heard. Cause I feel like most people go through their day, go through their life and they don't always feel seen. They don't always feel heard, but like start conversations to where where, where your intention is to hear people, to see people and like to react. I think that that, that, that makes you hold more weight in people, in people's lives. And, and you can't do it with the wrong intention. Like, it's really hard to be like, I really just want to understand you. Like you actually have to do it. You can't fake that. Um, but I think when you do, when you sit down with somebody, you have like a real ass conversation with them and they feel like somebody's seen them, they feel heard. They're like, wow, that, that person's a real one. And there's like, not a lot of people that I look around and I'm like, okay, there's people that are real ones and there's people that aren't, and that's okay. But it's because we have this, we connect on a different level. And so if you're somebody who's seeking deeper connections with people, I think that you're going to find that faster. I love that. And real ones always, and the funny thing is real ones are the furthest thing from perfect. Yep. I think the last one, DJ, would be uh, to be influential is to be fearless. Uh, to be influential is to be a beacon in the dark. Like you look at influential people and what happens, people gravitate to them, right? So they are, uh, if you look at us as consumers, I'm just going to use a fly analogy or like a mosquito analogy, but if you have like a light and at night you have all these flies and gnats and they all want to come hang around the light. That light may be someone's YouTube channel, maybe someone's Instagram, maybe someone's podcast. And there's the flies and the gnats. Those are the consumers listening. And to, to be the light, you have to shine to shine. You have to be fearless. You have to, that's the difference between like, we're all the same. All of us, we're all the same. The difference between people that are influential and people that become big names and household names is that they are fearless. That is the difference. Hmm. We're all special. We all embody these, these, these talents and we all have our own things but people that actually take action and are fearless and have the courage to go after it, those are the people that become beacons. And yeah. so if you want to become a beacon, if you want to be influential, be fearless. It's good. So my content recommendation for this week is a show called LA Originals. And it's basically a documentary about a photographer and a graffiti artist who started this whole like kind of cholo movement in LA, like in the eighties, nineties. And they all like, it, it broke out of just like Hispanic culture and turned into something where like everybody wanted to be tattooed by this guy's name's cartoon. Oh, um, Mr. Cartoon, yeah, Mr. bro. Cartoon. I've seen this. Yeah. I, just so you know, Mr. Cartoon. Uh, so I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. I went to, uh, high school in, uh, in a Hispanic project yeah. neighborhood in the projects. And, I learned about Mr. Cartoon when I was probably either in eighth grade or a freshman in high school. And it like, he was the dude yeah. and he's a dope, he's a really yeah. great he, artist. I'm excited to, he's a real one, but it's really interesting. It, it just, it talks more about the movement and how these guys were a part of culture. They, yep. they, they influenced culture more than anyone else. Like at that time in the space that they were in, and they did it by just being like real ass people. They went on tour with bands and they just like kind of hung out and experienced it. And they were just kind of willing to do whatever. And I love that. I love that story where they're not like too bougie to do something mm -hmm. like they're shooting and editing all the stuff. They're 
the ones painting the murals, they're painting, they're airbrushing, like doing all of these things. And it's just these two dudes who are doing it all themselves, everything. And they they made a, a dent in culture because they were themselves. And it's just super interesting. Like they brought in, it's, it's what we've been talking about this whole, this whole time, but it's like they brought in all the influences and stuff from where they came from and they infused it into the culture that they were living in. And they created like a, a wave so big that like people in like South Korea or yeah, people in like Korea or like in China are like super into like low rider culture. Like now they're on like this nineties wave of like low rider cholo culture in like other countries that is just like bubbling out from these dudes like forever ago. That's cool. Dope. Yeah. Um, I got no content this week. That's cool. I, uh, I've actually been doing yoga twice a day now nice. in the morning and my sessions are getting longer and I, I feel amazing. Yeah. Um, got this detox supplement and been doing yoga twice a day, uh, getting back into my meditation. I guess my content for the week is, uh, spring is upon us Yeah. and get right. Yeah. It's that time. Like yeah. get right. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Um, you're worthy of love. Um, so love yourself, take care of yourself and get ready to play. Like yeah. get your get your body, get your mind right. The weather, I mean, the world is the things are opening up, the weather's opening up, uh, it's getting warmer. Um get ready to have some fun. I'm stoked. Yeah. I mean, spring, it's game time. Yeah. I got a challenge for everybody too. This week I did something that I like never do. But I just went up to like the mountains and I just sat and I watched clouds for like an hour and just like reset my brain, like no phones, no anything. And just like, that's my move, bro. Just sat there and enjoyed it. And I literally felt like, you know, the feeling after you get a massage, I got up and I like stretched and I was like, wow, I feel refreshed and like reset and I'm like ready to tackle whatever. So my challenge is to find some time, carve out some time for you and just don't do anything and just sit in the sunshine. If you have some, thanks for listening to another episode of the creator clubhouse podcast. Be sure to give us a ring at 208-391-2844. Share with us your stories, share with us your questions. Um, You can also text us 208-391-2844 if that's more convenient for you. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Art of Visuals. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for next week's episode because um, we got some more fire coming your way. Yeah. Cheers. See you guys next week. <laughs>